seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Marketing Essentials Team Podcast. My name is Bill Palmentier of W. Palmentier Photography. And I'm Alicia Piazza of Custom Marketing Solutions. And I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. So, today's topic. Do we have a topic today? Yes, we do. Oh, yes. Right. I was told. It's all about <laughs> how to shoot. It's all, all about, about Bill. Me. It is. Yeah, well, it's, all, it's about time. It's all about me. No, okay. uh, <laughs> but our topic today is shooting photos and videos for your real estate marketing. So, if you're a real estate agent out there, listen up. This podcast is for you. I'm going to try to keep it as positive as I can. <laughs> It's tough because, unfortunately, the mentality, and I'm not blaming all real estate agents, but the I can understand there's, there's obviously a cost factor involved when it comes to real estate photography, and they need to get by as inexpensively as they can. So right. They I find, think a lot of them are working on very small margins to begin with. Especially if they're working for a bigger real estate firm. Yeah. Right. So now you're approaching them and saying, hey, you know, for this amount of money, you know, I can shoot you professional photos and they're like do I want to take on this expense mm-hmm. is this professional photo or professional video is it really going to increase the selling price of the house to the point where it compensates my expense because they have to lay that money out in a short answer yes but I would also go with the caveat if you're selling a $150,000 home $160,000 home probably not so in that sense is there like when you have these lower priced homes and the profit margins are obviously smaller, are there kind of some DIY tips? Yes. Like some no-nos, like don't take your pictures when it's dark out, for instance, and yeah. have overhead lights. <laughs> hey, why is the room dark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, there are a couple of things, and, and we'll, I'm going to split this up into two halves. The first okay. half is going to be if, you, if you're a real estate agent and you need to do it yourself because your margin is so small that you can't even consider the idea of having a photographer, mm-hmm. I'll give you a few tips Mm-hmm. And then the next is when you're talking about the higher end properties. I would say three hundred thousand plus, mm-hmm. which in New England is really not that high of a property rate right now. No, no. Like, I, if you're above three hundred thousand, then you can start thinking about okay, what can I do for basic custom video, uh, video mm-hmm. or custom photography? And then when you get to the you know three quarters of a mil to a million dollar homes, then you really want to start thinking about bringing the drones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Well, so before we get to the, okay, if you're below a certain price point, mm -hmm. you should probably, you know, it's okay to do it yourself. Here's some tips. If you're above that, what is the, what would you say are the the top three things in regards to either photos or video? What do they bring? What value do they add to the real estate market? Well, first off, there's, there was a study, I forget whether it was by MLS, which is the listing system that most real estate agents use, or if it was Realtor.com, I forget exactly which one, mm-hmm. I have to look it up. But basically it stated that houses that are listed with using either custom photography or custom videography, on average will sell for anywhere from $10,000 to $100,000 more than, okay. than their original, than if they were done with... Is that at a certain price point? 
Because uh, that's a specific they, number. They didn't specify a price point. I'm going to assume the higher end is going to be for the higher end homes. Yeah. Whereas the lower end would probably be for mid-level homes. Okay. So uh, anywhere between ten and a hundred thousand yeah, dollars in I added would say, value. I would say realistically, the average in New England probably would be in the twenty, fifteen to twenty thousand dollar range. Mm-hmm. So Maybe that should cover photography costs. You would think. You would think. <laughs> uh, and there are other ways around that. I don't want to get into the specifics as far as how realtor commissions get broken up, but the reality is, it can get pretty well spliced up. Mm-hmm. So what I what I try to suggest to um, real estate agents is don't count that as something that as something you're offering to your clients. Sell your client on it. Ooh, I like that. Because now the client will pay for that cost of that photo shoot as opposed to them having to take it out of their commission, mm-hmm. which makes it an easier sell to real estate agents. And when you can show the stats of, hey, your house is going to sell for more if we do custom photography or we do custom videography, it's an easier sell point. I like you know? that. Yeah, the homeowner's I mean, main concern is to sell faster. I mean, what, what homeowner wouldn't want to make an extra $10,000 on their uh, the sale of their house even if they had to outlay 1500 or $1,800? Right. Sell right. faster, make more. Yeah, and also, that's the other thing. It, it also sells faster on average, too, if you use now, custom photography. Mm-hmm. What would you say, because people do a lot of things to get their house to be sale ready. You know, they'll the low end, paint rooms. You paint know, rooms. Fresh coat of paint yep. can do a lot. Other people do things like add things to the house to to make it more appealing. Where do you, you know, where does the photo and the video stuff fall into that mix of, Okay, here's what you need to do to get your house ready for sale. Well, I mean, it's like anything else. Who the who are the main people that make the decisions when it comes to buying a home? Females. So what's the area? And I'm not trying to sound sexist or anything like that, but think about what the the first area they're going to look at. They're going to look at the kitchen. They're going to look at the bathroom. Exactly. So those are going to be the area. If you're trying to do fix-ups for, for your house, now if we're talking to a homeowner themselves. Right. And Alicia, to please correct me if I'm off base on this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be no. sick. You know, no, sick I think it's there. right. I think the kitchen is the hub of the family, yeah. and women are a little bit more aesthetically sure. drawn to you know things that are updated, mm-hmm. um, things that they know are mm-hmm. going to be there for the family. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I don't so, know. <laughs> Where my boyfriend would walk in and be like, the, the big screen will fit. Oh, well, yeah. Most, <laughs> most, most guys get like, a perfect man wall. cave, you know? <laughs> right. But, but the reality is most, the, the biggest influencers in purchasing a home is the, is the female mm-hmm. of, of the family. Hmm, yeah. And they're going to look at the kitchens, they're going to look at the bathrooms, and then probably the living areas after that. Maybe the closets. Closets, yeah. <laughs> but so to answer your question, if, if you've got a limited budget and you want to really fix up a house to sell it, I would, I would suggest the kitchen would be the first place you would look at. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as getting it ready for photography or videography, get rid of the clutter. That's first and foremost. Right. A photographer isn't a stager. New. No, and we'll talk about that when we talk about when you <laughs> hire somebody. That's the second half. But for the do-it-yourselfer, really, you know, as little minimalist as possible is good. I mean, have some photos on the wall. Make it look lived in, but don't make it look like your kids just ran through the room and uh, yeah, had get a, rid of the magazines on the kitchen counter. Yeah, yeah. put away the cereal boxes. Correct. I mean, you know, you, you. It's weird to say this, but you want it to look like nobody lives there. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> you, you walk into the bathroom, don't have hang, towels hanging up. No, you know, things like that. I mean, even or if you personal do, have pictures can come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. your family pictures, because those should, yeah, those should come down. Yeah, I'm talking like artwork. Having artwork on the wall, you should, it, it's absolutely acceptable to have, you know, a painting on the wall or a, a landscape photo or something like that. What but about yeah. an Elvis on velvet? <sighs> no, that's got to go. Just no. 
Your bear. The dog's heads. playing poker. Oh, I love that picture. I do too. <laughs> I have in the man one, cave. I had the dog playing pool, but that's another story in right. itself. But anyway, okay. so anyway, just long story short, uh, if we can make it that at this point, uh, is uh, <laughs> We've given tips yeah, for design. A co- coat of paint and clutter. Less is more, mm-hmm. and and work on the main areas that are going to um, affect your sales overall. Yeah. Again, I'm not an expert when it comes to right. getting your prices. I can just so tell now you. that you've done that. Let's say you've redone your kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, you've redone your bathrooms. You definitely want to get the most out of that investment. Mm-hmm. And I would say that is a good selling point for professional photography Absolutely. because a professional photographer or videographer is going to know how to get the most out of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. newly renovated kitchen yep. or the new re- newly renovated bathroom as opposed to snapping an iPhone. Correct. Yeah. Can I tell you when they redo the bathroom and then my favorite type of picture is when they stand in front of the mirror with the flash and on. You can see them in the mirror with <laughs> yes, the flash. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most people don't think to do that. Stalker I, photo. I cannot tell you the number of photos that I've seen on listing sites and that are obviously done by either the homeowner or more likely the real estate agent that went in to just get some photos to put up on the website where there is a reflection in the mirror of the person taking the photo or there's dirty laundry all over the floor in the room that they took the picture of or Or there's all the personal hygiene stuff stuff over on on the counter Mm -hmm. of the bathroom. I don't know why the person in the mirror creeps me out. Like obviously somebody was there to take the pictures but the mirror thing like really (laughs) creeps me out for some reason. And the thing is is the reality of it is, up until recently, the market's been pretty hot, so most people aren't looking real quick. Yeah, but it's starting you know, to slow down. It's really starting to slow down. So, And we've also, I mean, as we're recording this in November, we're moving into the dead season yep. for, for real estate. Yes. So every little look you can get on your site, on your listing, is going to be one more that you might not get otherwise. Right. So cut... That's the argument for doing custom photography, having a professional come right. in and do so, it. So we've talked about the value of, of doing the custom photography. Hmm. Well, let's flip back over to the DIYer. So you've got someone who just doesn't have the budget, yep. uh, and they want to get the most that they possibly can out of either their point-and-shoot mm-hmm. or their iPhone. So what are your tips for them? Lighting, lighting, lighting. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? <laughs> Does it enough times? So some Klieg lights in the front yard shining right into the living room? Yeah, no. No? Okay. Overhead fluorescence. Well, I... (laughs) No? You're hurting me, Alicia. You're really hurting me here. (laughs) No, uh, I mean, you'd be surprised how many times I see a photo where they have nice, beautiful, natural light coming in through the window, and then they've got a fluorescent or an LED light that's on. Yeah. So now you've got these mixed mixed lighting throughout the room. So it's, it's a yellowish tint on one side of the room, and then you go over to the other side of the room, it's a bluish tint. Mm. And it, it just looks unprofessional at that point. And so do you recommend all natural light? Either all natural or tame down the natural and use flash. I would... My, my first recommendation is all natural, mm-hmm. if, if possible. I mean, if it's a dark day outside when the photographer's taking the photo, then you may have to throw some, uh, you know, artificial lighting in there. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some situations where if you're in a room that has very little or no windows in it, okay, now you have to use artificial light. But mm-hmm. you're not going to light up artificial light in a sunroom. It's kind of ridiculous to do right. that, you know. And if you're, so if you're, say you're in a living room and you've got the one overhead light and You've got maybe three table lamps. Would you say use the lamps over the overhead light? Yes, because the overhead light's just going to cast all sorts of nasty Weird shadows. shadows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely. All right. But again, if you've got if you get some really nice light coming in through the windows because it's a sunny day out, use that. I'd use that first. Right. You know, and then there's a way you can do composites after the fact. If you, but that would be more the you know the average 
real estate agent is going to do a composite. You snap, you, you know, what they're snapping that? it with their uh, iPhone. I'll, I forgot tech word here. Sorry. Ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> How much do I have to pay for that? $10 for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Wow. That was quickly. She just like right at it. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> now composite basically is when you take multiple photos of the same spot, same exact spot. So you would, you would firstly use a tripod for that. Okay. So what you may do is take photo with just natural light. And then you take a photo with the artificial light. And then maybe you'll take one that's really blown out. And what you do is, in, yeah, there's, uh, in Photoshop or whatever software the, uh, the photographer is using, you actually merge the, the two or three photos that you have together. So that way it'll make it a more evenly lit photo. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at a photo that you've taken in, in, like in, say, a living room on a bright sunny day? And if you looked at the windows, they're bright white because mm-hmm. it's all blown out in that window. Mm-hmm. By taking multiple exposures, you can make it so that you can see what's outside the window, but still see what's inside also. Like like your eye would. Yes. You know, yes. Because like, mm-hmm. the camera is Very limited, not yeah. able to pick up all of the nuances that your eye can. So mm-hmm. like yeah. sitting in this room now, you can see the inside of the room, you can see what's outside the window, but camera can't. It's either no. going to expose for what's outside the window and the room's going to be dark, or it's going to expose what's in the room and you're not going to be able to see anything out the window. And as good as cameras are nowadays at, at, at recognizing a situation and being able to adjust accordingly, they're still not 100% there yet because right. there's so many varied lighting situations. There's no way that a computer in your phone can figure that out quickly enough to make it look... It's getting better. Right. But and somebody snapping photos with an iPhone is not going to take the time to try to do composites. So getting the most out of just holding up that iPhone and... Try to use natural light. I would suggest natural Natural light. light. First and foremost, natural light. So beyond lighting, what else? Composition. Most people don't think about composition. They just kind of hop in the room and go, boom, I've taken the picture, good, done. You really should be shooting into a corner of a room. So if you're if you're standing in the doorway, don't shoot the room straight on so you, ha- you can see two corners. You should really be shooting towards one corner. It makes the room look more spacious and it makes it look yeah. less boxy and weird. Right. Like if you're standing at one end and you're shooting the other end, like it's naturally farther away. So it's going to start to have like that bowling alley effect. Yeah, you get like, like a trapezoidal effect. Yeah. And to, to escape that, especially if you're doing it yourself, shoot into one corner. I mean, this software that you can straighten that out again, but then you're looking at professionals having to know how to use Photoshop, how to mm-hmm. right, right. get that to do that. So, yeah, if you're going into a, a kitchen, shoot towards one corner of the kitchen, maybe the most interesting corner, which is probably the area where the sink and the refrigerator are. You know, yeah, my wife calls that the corner of death. Uh, why is <laughs> because, that? well, she has where the corner of the kitchen is, is where she does a lot of her work. Mm-hmm. It's the stove, it's the sink, yeah. Yeah. it's where she preps all the food. And that's, I happen to be, that's where I like to stand when I'm in the kitchen talking and to it's her. The death. But it's the She's corner of death. Stab you. She's like, get out of my way, you're in my way. <laughs> but, but you bring up a good point. That's, that's the area that somebody looking for a new home is going to look at and say, okay, well, how close is the refrigerator to the stove? Right. How much countertop space do I have? Because they're imagining like, okay, if I, when I cook, you know, where's my work surfaces? Yeah. Where's my prep area? Where's- so you, yeah, you really want to think about when you're doing uh, real estate photography for yourself, you want to think about how the end user is going to use that room. You know, if it's a room that's going to have a big old comfy couch that somebody's going to be sitting in and reading and it's got a library shelf next to it. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to you want a focal point that's going to make them go, oh, okay, I understand what this room is used for, and that's pretty cool. I like the way that's set up, so I can. I do like that. that. Think about the way the room is going to be used. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about angles, Bill? Uh, again, corners. Look for the corners if you mm-hmm. can. Uh, aim for the for the the most important corner you would you would find in the room. Like I just said, mm-hmm. depending on what that is, you know, in a living room, it's gonna it may be where the TV is located. In a sitting room, it may be where the uh, bookshelves are or in a 
like you said earlier, a closet. It may be where the coat rack part of the closet is so, so they can see how much can be hung there, you know? So, you, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Alicia. Like, what about if you have, like, a really cool, like, they're called, like, apron sinks now or farmhouse style, like... Would you recommend like standing up above and getting shots, like looking down? You can, but there's a lot features. that can be, there's a lot that can be done from the side views, mm-hmm. uh, elevated a little bit, but on a side view. So now you can see the length of the counter into the sink area. Right. Yeah, so, so you're going to be above the sink level, mm-hmm. but aiming towards like maybe from the side, coming at it from the side as opposed to coming straight on, or like a cool entryway mm-hmm. and then crouching down so you can get more of the angle up the stairs or something. I shot a house probably about four months ago now. They had a really cool kitchen the way the kitchen was set up. The sink was in the corner of the kitchen that had a window right in front of it that looked right out over the, the backyard. Mm-hmm. And the way it was set up, it was beautiful. So I shot right into that corner and, it, and you could see the beautiful sink and the and everything was set up you know, right, right alongside of it. And with a wide shot, you could see the refrigerator was probably four or five feet away. So you had a lot of countertops there. So again, I, I would say as far as the angles, you want to look at what's going to be the focal point of that room. What is it going to be used for? You know, if it's a kitchen, the sink's probably going to be the, or the refrigerator's going to be the, the focal point. Mm. If it's a dining area, it's probably the dining room table, you know? Uh, so you really got to think before you go into a room, what is somebody going to, what is unique about the room that you're photographing? And for, for heaven's sake, take all the stuff off the refrigerator. Yeah, all the magnets and stuff. You have yeah. no idea how many times I've had to Photoshop magnets off of. <laughs> That's painful seeing that you could just take them off in 10 seconds. You have to go back and photoshop. Okay, so so let's trend. So you've got some basic ideas of what you have to do if you want to do it yourself. Did you have any other questions, Justin? I know you Um, on the do it yourself end of it. No, I think Alicia covered it. Okay, so now the custom end of it. Again, I'm going to say this is for the the higher end homes where, you know, mid level to to high end. Uh, First thing I'm going to suggest to somebody is look into a reputable home stager. Home stager. What's a home stager? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at you like, you're going to explain that one? That's uh, like my dream job if I wasn't already doing my yeah, first um, number one dream A home job. stager is a professional that knows how to set up each and every room of your house to make it look the best it can for it to, set, to sell. Pinterest worthy. Yes, Pinterest worthy type there stuff. I mean, the, the reality is they keep on top of the trends, you know. If, if country motif, motif is the trend, she's going to, or he's going to set it up as a room that's got a country motif. Right. If the trend is now going towards... I don't know, whatever, uh, whatever it happens to be. And if I'm not mistaken, homestagers will actually bring in mm-hmm. pieces. I mean, they'll work yeah. with what you have, but they'll also bring things yes. in to mm-hmm. enhance what's already yeah. there. I, what I didn't know is there's an entire market that rents stuff for homestagers. Mm-hmm. So you can rent a living room table or you could rent a, you know, a piece of furniture, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or art, artwork, artwork, yeah. pillows, things like that. Things oh, that yeah. That's, they'll go right down to the details, the pillows, yeah. the china on the... Um, the, the table, fresh flowers, yep. all that good stuff. So, yes, when you start getting to that end, you want to look at a home stager. You also want to look, most people, this is the last thing people think about, but I, I think it's really important also, is the landscaping. Mm-hmm. You know, if your house looks like it's trashed on the outside, most people aren't going to go anywhere near the inside. Curb appeal. Yeah, curb appeal. There's a lot to that, you know. I like to watch HGTV. It's, it's one thing to have, you know. <laughs> okay, so maybe you have to... Um, there's certain things you can't that are tough to do d- during certain times of year. If you've got a lawn that's patches everywhere, and you're talking about selling your house in November, mm-hmm. you're not going to grow that lawn back in in the middle of November. So that might take some creative Photoshop work to get it looking the way it should, so you can at least give the potential owner right. an idea of what it would look like. Yeah, but I a good photographer. Oh, sorry, Justin, go ahead. <laughs> I'm cutting you off today. It's okay. 
I imagine that there's a limit as to what you might do with Photoshop in regards to landscaping. Like it's one thing to green up a lawn in November because you know mm-hmm. it's going to look green in, in April and May. Um, but I think you have you probably have to be careful when you're like putting stuff that's not there. Yeah, I'm not going to put trees in or something like, or, or large bushes in. What happened in? to that chandelier? Um, <laughs> Those now, coffered ceilings, they're just not here. I mean, the, the interesting thing is if I'm doing something, a photo shoot for a, website, for a contractor's website, mm-hmm. And they put a new door on the house. I've actually done this before where they had put a new door on the house. Well, either side of the house, one side had bushes, the other side didn't. I replicated the bushes from one side to yeah. the other because well, that was the focal sell, point. You're, yeah, you're selling the door. Yeah, I was selling the you're project, selling the workmanship. Yeah. You're not selling the house. And I just wanted to give it an even look to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would not do the same when it came to a, a real estate house. You know, Makes the sense. house is being well, sold. <laughs> yeah. Now I was in ground pool. It was in the photo. I don't that see. white picket fence. Now <laughs> yeah. I will add another thing. Is um, okay. So now you've got the home staging, landscaping. Look for unique views. Drone yeah. photography and videography is huge in real estate right now, mm. especially for the larger acreage homes. We're talking a double, triple, you know, one acre, two acre lot. You can show a lot more from the air than you can from ground level. Right. That's cool. Especially if it's a multi-level home too. I just mm. shot. I just uh, did a drone shoot on a three-family, a three-floor home, and it had a deck on the third floor. From ground level, you would never have seen what the deck looked like. Right. But getting up in the air with the the drone, you could see that there were trash bags full of trash on the on the yeah. on the deck. I think that's. <laughs> oh boy. And you had, you had to take those out. Yeah, I had to Photoshop uh, them out. But I mean, yeah. it, that's the reality of it. But it also gives people a view beyond what they would normally see. Yeah. yeah. I think like how you're saying, like if the lawn is patchy, there's not much you can do. But I think when you're working with a photographer and they need an outside shot, then the photographer knows to focus on something a little bit different. Like, exactly. To make the photos more forgiving. And, you know, it's like doing a headshot. Like you want to have someone's best side showing. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. A custom real estate photographer is going to have that experience. At least hopefully they will. Mm-hmm. That is going to be able to put your house in the best light. I'm saying beyond having the home staging and everything like that. And another, please, this is a very important thing to not forget for the real estate agents. A photographer is not a stager. Mm-hmm. Mm. You'd be surprised how many think, oh, you know, you're a photographer. You, you know, if the room's a mess, you'll move the things around to get the right shot. Not necessarily. That's no. an extra fee. Yeah. And it's not cheap. No. I mean, it's really not. I mean, I, I, my average shoot for an interior shoot of a less than 3,000 square foot house is probably an hour. Mm-hmm. If I had to stage every room in a, in a less than 3,000 square foot house, it would probably take me four or five hours. Yeah. Does somebody want to pay that cost for four or five hours worth of mm-hmm. you know, Plus, stuff? Do you... Uh, we keep doing we, it I know. It's okay, you guys. It's fun watching the two of you do this. Um, I was going to ask you, do you provide uh, your real estate agents that you work with, do you provide them with like a checklist of like, okay, if you're going to shoot this yourself... Here's what you need to know. And if you're going to hire me, here's what needs to happen before I show up. I've never, I've never had anybody, you know, it's a good question. I've never had anybody ask me, you know, I'm going to do this myself. Do you have a checklist of things I need to look for? I'd be more than happy to give that because I understand that there are some cases where, you know, real estate agents have no choice but to sell, to shoot it themselves. So it's a good idea. I haven't done it yet. I do try to to give my potential clients at least a, a brief outline of what they need to make sure is set. Like I, I basically say, look, you're not always going to get the ideal out, so outside photos. You know, it's not always going to be sunny and uh, cloud-free or partly cloudy when we come to do your shoot. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. There's not that many sunny days in, in the year. 
So if I've got 10 houses to shoot in the course of a month, maybe half of them will be a sunny day. The other half may be partly cloudy. So don't expect it to be bright and, you know, it may. And if I can get it that way for you, I will. But that's not always the case. I did see one of the photos that you took recently, though, where you you put a sunny sky in the, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the photo. Yeah, I, um, I can't do that. It's an extra charge, but I can do that. Right. That's cool. <laughs> so, but there's a limit to what you can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's a really gray day outside and I go put a sunny sky in the background, it's going it to look weird. It looks weird, weird yeah. <laughs> it's going to look like something out of a Disney movie. <laughs> and, and you're not going to put leaves on the trees and, yeah, yeah, you know, no. all that nonsense. <laughs> Unicorns in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Magical. I mean, yeah. Guaranteed to sell no. <laughs> and and that's the other thing is is you know if the house is run down, mm. there's only so much a photographer can do for you. Right. There's only so much that a home stager is going to do for you. They're going to help yes. bring out the best, but if the best is mediocre, yeah, right. You know, if yeah. you need a new paint job on the side of the house and you're choosing not to and you want to sell it, well, that's going to show. Is that? I mean, I imagine that's part of your job. Is it sort of? Helping them have realistic expectations. Well, you would hope that the real estate agent would be the first one to give them those realistic expectations. You know, you know, you, this house is maybe valued at half a million dollars, but it needs a paint job and a new roof. So you're probably not going to get that. I feel like I'd be really good at that because I'm pretty blunt. I'd be like, oh, this picture needs to go. <laughs> like, mm. just tell them like it is. Like, tell them it, you can't. They can't expect a well, photographer. I, cu- I curate most of the photos that I that I take. So they're only going to see the best ones, you know. Oh, no, I meant like in the house, like if they had like an ugly painting on the wall. Uh, and I'll like probably buyers. shoot around it. I, yeah, I, I but like, I would just tell them like, take yeah. it down, put it in storage. And it's got to go. You got to be careful. You got to have some tact with it because it may be a, a, a family, a family heirloom that their great, great, great uncle gave them. But do you know? they want to sell their house? No, I get it. And it may be that case. But the thing is, is sometimes you can shoot around it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that before. I've had to shoot around some pretty ugly things. <laughs> Just to be nice, you know. And yeah. It's like, you know, what would style. Be, uh, hmm. What would be cool <laughs> the <two of> you. <laughs> is, uh, wow, I thought she was finished. It's not finished. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to say was uh, what would be cool is to see a side-by-side of, you know, a shot that you took, like maybe curbside, mm-hmm. and then what an iPhone photo of that same property would look like and just be able to say, well, you can see the difference here, you know, and point out some of the yeah. features. Yeah, I mean, and that goes for just any type of photography, truthfully, especially exterior photography. Even commercial buildings, you can tell when somebody shot it with an iPhone or a cheap phone versus a good quality composed shot. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a car parked out front Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there, (laughs) you know, or there's Mm -hmm. something in the yard that should have been removed. Yeah, and, and what I tell my clients ahead of time is, look, if you don't want it in the photo, make sure that it's gone before I show up. Right. Because I don't have the time during the day of to go having your tenants move all their cars. I don't have the time the day of to have them make sure that they've taken that basket of laundry that's that's all over the bed and right. and move it. You know, I mean, if you're going to work at that level, then you, you have to charge them extra. Yeah, well, I, and, yeah. I, and quite frankly, nobody would pay that extra. Right. And so it's one of those things. It's like, just just think about what you're putting forth. As a homeowner, you want to think, if you want your house to sell... Use the common sense stuff, you know? Well, at least you made a good point. It's like, you know, when you go to get your business headshot done or a family photo done, everybody puts on nice clothes and they comb yeah, their hair and they, they do everything they need to make themselves look good. It's like, do the same thing for your home. Yeah, you wouldn't walk into a portrait session with a, a bad case of bedhead and no makeup on if you're, or whatever it happens to be. You know? Right. 
you wouldn't do it. So why do people do that with their homes? And Alicia's yeah. looking at me like. Well, I just Googled um, bad real estate oh, pictures and it's I, a I laugh. <laughs> this you is. know what? You have to put a link in the, uh, okay, I got to see these. Oh my goodness. Would they use a fisheye lens? Uh, the picture Alicia's showing me right now is from a very dated looking kitchen. First of all, it's got all these flowery. That's my house, Bill. <laughs> is it your house? No, it's not. I was going to say, whoa. Oh, I, you should have totally trolled them. You should have. You had me, but it's a very dated looking wow. and it looks like they took it with a fisheye lens. Which makes it look like a fun house, basically. Yeah, pretty much. The bottom is really narrow. The top is really narrow. And this the is your is house of... on acid. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is, you know what? That's a website that shows all these bad photos. Yeah, I think but it's, the a, reality it's, it's is a you... good teaching element, though. It's like, hey, don't do this stuff. But the thing is, I would even dare you go, for, go to realtor.com. And just start trolling some of the listings yeah. there. Would it be mean of us to like use those as examples? Realtor.com is a is a is a conglomerate where you know multiple agencies go into it. So I don't think we'd be picking on any one agency. But seriously, I'm sure you could you could spend a half an hour on that website and find some really bad photos. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have even thought to look for the bad real estate photos. Yeah, and it's a, I'm familiar uh, with the. Okay, uh, you found any real good ones? Awkward yet, family photo website. <laughs> okay, what's the worst one you found so far, Alicia? A room full of dolls. What? I gotta really? see this one. You gotta show me now. Come it's on, come on, come on. Here. She's gonna show me the. This makes oh, me Oh my word! It's a hardwood floor room that's probably a twelve by eighteen, twelve by sixteen. Beautiful room. hardwoods, if you could see them. And it's got hundreds mm. of dolls all over the floor on boxes. Like come sta- play with us. Sounds looks like a bad horror movie. <laughs> if this doesn't say buy this home, I don't know what does. That yeah. says The Shining. No, that's not okay. The <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, we, we went off track bad. a little bit, but I mean that, that's the unfortunate part of it. And, you know, the reality is if you want a good shot, have a cut, have a, you know. The, the doll shot, though, brings, makes an excellent point. It's like a lot of people have collections, you know, and things that they are, that mean something personally to them. Get rid of them for, the, it for the photo shoot because it doesn't mean a thing to the perspective exactly, buyer. Yeah. They don't really care about your commemorative clock or. Oh, don't. does that mean that my commemorative NASCAR plates have to go away? Yeah, I mean, oh. You know, or your, Dale your, Hernock, your Hernock. collection of beer cans or whatever. It's yeah. like, it, you know, it means a lot to you, yes, but it doesn't mean anything to prospective buyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's you it. They, uh, I think they, want, honestly, they want to see something that they can picture themselves uh, in. And if there's a lot of personal items there or distracting items, it's hard for them to so put themselves there, imagine yeah. themselves in that space. Uh, I'm going to backtrack for one more second because it bears saying I have to say this, and this is for the real estate agents out there. Please, 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 please. Don't go out and buy a drone. Just think you can throw it up in the air. Oh, yeah. For safety's sake, I'm begging you, please don't do this. Uh, I don't know how many real estate agents I've talked to said, oh, yeah, our office has a drone. And uh, come to find out, they're not licensed, they're not insured, and you're just begging for trouble. Somebody's going to get hurt, and somebody's going to get injured badly. And let me tell you, you're, I'm telling you, real estate agents, your liability insurance will not cover that type of damage. You have to have separate drone insurance for that. Yeah. Mm. So I say that just as a caveat because it may be tempting for a real estate agent to go out and buy a drone because they're affordable nowadays. You can get one under a couple of grand that is decent enough to take um, real estate photos. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more behind it. You need to get certified through the FAA. You have to get insured. And if you don't do, if you skip those steps, you could put your entire company in jeopardy as well as possibly seriously disfigure somebody. Right. It costs you a lot more than a photo shoot. Yeah. I tell people it's basically a giant weed whacker flying through the air. Yeah. Oof. I think people think it's like just a little mini toy helicopter. Well, I mean, the, the, the people look at it and say, oh, well, it's a plastic, it's a plastic um, uh, prop on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because it's plastic props, it's fine. 
those plastic pop plastic props easy for me to say mm-hmm. will cut you and cut you deeply oh, yeah well I mean, my weed whacker uses a plastic uh, nylon uh, string but that'll yeah. cut the heck out of you and people don't think about that for some reason they just think oh it's a drone I can it's all autonomous it'll do everything I wanted to do I've had drone shoots go really rough at some points where you know this 20 25 mile an hour wind and all of a sudden you get a gust and the in the uh, the drone takes off 10 feet to the left or 10 feet to the right 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 what well that's a, that's a good thing so to, I'm sorry, to I don't mention. want to belabor that but no no I know it's 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 something that you're passionate about is you know proper drone usage and making sure you're licensed and all of that I mean it's because you know it, it's for people's safety and and the thing is is it's not about me trying to get drones to, you know people to hire me yeah I would like people to hire me but I would rather have people safe and not hire me mm. you know right. uh, meaning just do the right thing you don't have to hire me just do the right thing so, so to recap, for real estate photography, you can do it yourself. And maybe by the time we publish this episode, uh, Bill will have his checklist for real estate agents that we I can will. include in the show links uh, so that you know how to get the most out of your iPhone photography. But if you really want to get the most out of your real estate photos, especially if the owner has invested a lot in refurbishing the kitchen or the bathroom, you can get between ten dollars and $100,000 more value Absolutely. out of that listing with professional photography and videography, especially with something unique like drone photography, which is going to give you a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even touch on video walkthroughs, which are the new trend that's coming through and stuff like right. that. Well, that's, maybe another episode. Yeah, it's going to have to be another episode because we're getting on the long side here. But yeah, ultimately, if you can afford it, and this is to the homeowner I'm, I'm speaking to now, if you can afford it, go with custom have somebody come and do it professionally they're going to do a much better job than your real estate agent's going to do for you or you're going to be able to do yourself right so having said that i think we got a couple of quick shameless pl- plugs to do yep and uh we can call it quits for the day so if you enjoyed this podcast episode and you'd like to hear more of us talking about marketing you can find us on the web at marketingessentials.com is it? No, it's marketingessentialsteam.com. <laughs> I don't even know our own website. We've only had the website for about a year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm the one that built it. Yeah. So yeah, marketingessentialsteam.com is where you can find us on the web. You can also find us on Facebook at Marketing Essentials Team. Team. And I'm going to let Alicia tell you about our special little group. Special. All right. So we have the Little Roadie Marketing Support Group on Facebook. Just search that in the search bar. Or go to our website to find it. And it's a private support group of marketing professionals and other local business owners. Over, um, I think we have over a hundred and something members in there. Where you can, I think it is. Yeah, yeah one twenty right now. Yeah. Where you can, uh, well, mate, it's still growing. So. Yes, yeah. Where We're you can post two hundred. Yeah. Next number. <laughs> so you can post all your marketing questions and challenges in that group. And finally, if you're one of those people that likes to listen to the podcast on the go. You can search for us at the Marketing Essentials team on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can listen to all the back episodes. Also, before I forget, if you subscribe to our podcast on our website, marketingessentialsteam.com, you will get a weekly email reminding you of the upcoming episode, and you will also get some secret content, super secret squirrel content. We can't tell you about that right now. You have to to subscribe to find out about that. And we'd we'd love to give a shout-out to our gracious host, Rooms and Works, where you're recording this podcast episode yes. from. And you can find them online at roomsandworks.com. Yes. And with that, I think that's all we have for today. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.